everyone. Welcome to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Chase Clark, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this journey of liberation and conversation. Class, class, may I have your attention? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Miseducation of Chase Clark. I am your wonderful professor, Dr. Chase, well, professor in training. But before we get into today's lesson, let's do our attendance. Do I have Harriet here, Harriet Tubman, Nina, Nina Simone, Rosa, Thurgood, John? All righty, I see everyone. Today, guys, we're going to have a real conversation, so I need you to brace yourselves. Something needs to be said before we go any further into the lessons. And we're going to have a real, what I like to call, dear white people moment. But let's reverse the roles for a second and have what I like to call a dear black people moment. Now, pay attention, you all. There will be a test following this lesson. Before we dive into the issues, though, I feel like we should set it up with some history. This is a history class, after all. Let's begin with slavery. We all know that 1619 is the year most consider significant due to the fact that this was considered to be the starting point for slavery in America, key word being considered to be. For the purposes of this lesson, though, we're going to skip ahead to the Industrial Revolution, which began at about 1820. The Industrial Revolution implies that America was beginning to stray away from the old way of operating into a new wave of invention, which was convenient for most everyone but the slave. The Industrial Revolution was more, than, was more evident in the North than in the South, by far, as the North saw that factory work and machinery was much more profitable. They took to it much quicker than the South did. And while all of this sounds great, it actually had quite the negative effect on the slave. The North saw quite a profit within the textile industry, and their main ingredient was, can you guess it? Yeah, cotton. This, in turn, increased the demand for cotton, which increased the demand for slaves. This is not economics, and I'm not the best at math, but I do know a little something about supply and demand. In addition to this, agriculture was a staple moneymaker in the South, as well as slaves themselves. With the market for slaves increasing so rapidly, it is no surprise that as the years progressed, slaves made up to one-third of the Southern population. Crazy, right? Which brings me to slavery, on the plantation. This was no easy life. Conditions were grueling, and many of the effects still remain today. One principle of the past masters that past masters would use was dehumanization. They knew that if the slave knew their power, they would no longer be slave. They practiced dehumanization by forbidding the natural human rights we all have, such as family, education, as well as sleep and rest in many extreme cases. One of the most prominent effects of slavery that I still see today stems from a practice called the paper bag test. The description of the paper bag test entails that this is a term in African-American oral history to describe a colorist discriminatory practice within the African-American community in the 20th century, in which an individual's skin tone was compared to the color of a paper bag. This was the beginning of a clear coloristic behavior beginning to inhabitate the Black community, and the Black mentality, and we see it carrying forth today. In class, this is what we're going to be talking about today. Now, I wouldn't be a credible teacher if I outright lied and said that I'm not guilty of making colorist pander with some of my friends. And it took me a while to see the effects of it, 
and a lot of those friends that I made them with. I saw how it made them feel and I started to hear how it made them feel and it made me realize that this affects our culture much deeper than we're aware of. From here, I started to notice all the ways as a culture that we tear ourselves down. In example A, we see a popular blog and social media site entitled The Shade Room. Here we see headlines such as Trey Song spotted out with Sydney Christine and the latest post concerning Danny Lee. On the surface, these posts don't seem that harmful, but the issue lies within the comment section that has been appropriated by this site. The amount of effort it takes to find a positive comment in this section is ridiculous, in my opinion, and while we're all responsible for our own opinions, it seems a bit hypocritical to have a page run by Black people, largely viewed by Black people, and in the business of tearing down Black stars in which we demand so much from. Now, in example B, we see popular magazine and blog People. Here, we see posts about the lives of black and white stars alike. However, some of the major differences I saw were in captions such as this. Serena Williams penned essay on gender equality and is using platform to educate for equal pay, as well as Russell and Sierra's six-year marriage, six years of marriage. What is the point I present to you today that you might ask? Class and black people alike, I would like to argue that white people aren't our only problem. We must take responsibility at some point and say enough is enough to the constant degradation of our culture by our culture. I recently read the book, The Parable of the Brown Girl by Christy Adams, and wow, what a book was that. Though I enjoyed each chapter, one chapter really resonated with me the most, and that was The Parable of the White Acting Black Girl. This part stuck with me so much because that has been a defining feature in my Black life. Black friends calling me bougie or saying I act or talked white. And this made me very self-conscious and feeling as if I had to go into the defense mode to defend how Black I am to them. It shouldn't be this way. One thing I believe we have to do as a community is give ourselves permissions to just be. Not living up to any specific standard or position, but to just truly be. Because you are enough. I see we're running out of time in today's period, so I do want to announce today's homework. Students, I call you to first educate yourself. This is the first step to free freedom and first step to change. As the great Malcolm X said, education is the passport to the future, and for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. Next, let's work on being nicer. It goes a long way. And lastly, class, don't be afraid to be yourself. Thank you all for being such great listeners, and I look forward to seeing you all at the same time next Thursday. Make sure you complete that homework, and yeah, I didn't forget about the test. Thank you for tuning in to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. Want to join the combo? Contact me via Instagram at the Renaissance P-R-J-C-T, or you can email me at the Renaissance P-R-J-T at gmail.com. If you feel led to donate, you can do so by sending your funds to dollar sign Chase AC7 on Cash App. It is not required, but definitely encouraged. That's all from me. I hope to see you next Thursday. Until then, be well. <laughs>